You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another week of Marketing Jam. Uh, I am so excited because I have been following um, our next guest books uh, and podcasts for a very long time, and it's a real honor to have them both on the show because I at first didn't know if I was going to get one or two. And today we have a bonus. We have two guests on the show. This is actually our first time ever having two guests at once in the show. Uh, so without further ado, Scott, Allison, thank you for being here. We can actually have a real jam session. Yeah. Yeah. There right? you go. Unless, <laughs> because unless we're doing white stripes or something like that, we couldn't jam with just two people. So. And for sure, oh. each of us talks as much as a normal single person, like doubled at least. So now you have both of us. We're never going to stop talking. Mega so. jam. You've session. made a terrible mistake. This is, you've, you've aired. <laughs> you have aired greatly right now, my fellow Canadian. And, well, uh, <laughs> and, and for those that maybe don't know, but your, your origin story, which I think is so cool for the two of you happened digitally. Yeah, it's actually those, right right beside Allison's head behind her on the wall is the first tweet I ever sent her. Okay, yeah, like it, you put it in a poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that, a piece of paper. I just printed it off. The wall, yeah, like let's let's simmer not. down now, right? It's COVID. The budgets are slashed. It's a piece of paper we printed from the <laughs> printer. Yeah, that's not. Don't get crazy on me now. But yeah, yeah, it was it was Twitter. It was a uh, a two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I didn't couldn't want to check the date on the mm-hmm. poster, non-poster. Yep. And uh, yeah, it happened to be for, for me, it was the recession and um, my agency was done. It was kaput, I was bankrupt mm-hmm. virtually. And I, I but I, I had formed on marketing years earlier because mm-hmm. I, I believed in community. I believed in building relationships. I believed in positioning. That's what it was about. On marketing originally about 19 years ago, it was created with the tagline on marketing, how to market your business without spending a dime. Hmm. Because everything that I talked about and, and would teach was about positioning stuff. So I was getting, you know, getting uh, articles placed in journals or, or, or yeah. industry things and message boards. And so none of that was money, it was time. Except uh, what I, I learned my first lesson in, in marketing was when you make the tagline, how to not spend money, nobody wants to spend money hiring you, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. And I, I should have known that right out, right out of the gate. Uh, yeah. But so anyways, with the, the agency was going great. We made viral videos and then everything just tanked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wasn't doing any marketing during the time. I wasn't building the following or anything else because I was just arrogant with the agency. And so I joined Twitter in uh, uh, April, 2008. Mm-hmm. And I just did it like every other marketer, right? I'm like, here's yeah. a new thing. And I'm there and I'm like, what? I don't, I don't really get it. It wasn't my thing. And I made the mistake that a lot of us marketers make, which is if I don't enjoy it personally, the first time I try it, it has no use to me or my clients or the industry, mm-hmm. which is a, a huge mistake to do. Mm-hmm. So in January, 2009, I decided I have nothing else to do, literally. Yeah. I'm gonna go give Twitter another try and live on it for 30 days. Like, oh. I mean, live, yeah. live, live, live. So I had 1200 followers at the time. Yeah. And uh, I tweeted that month 7,000 times. Wow. And uh, I went from 1200 followers to 10,000. Okay. And uh, it was the proof of concept of community. And back then it was any, any of the original, the OTs, the original mm-hmm. uh, uh, Twitter folks mm-hmm. from back then knew when you came on Twitter, it was more like uh, that cheers kind of feeling that you walk yeah. in and everybody's like, hey, and you get on there. And um, it was, there wasn't a necessarily celebrity based or brand based. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of, well, a lot of geek based and a lot of stuff where people would like this technology. And I had um, uh, 
really connected with a lot of people on the platform. And, and since I was a, a parent, it was other parents and mm-hmm. Allison happened to be in, uh, connected in that kind of group. And I saw her tweet about a lemonade stand in Burlington, which is a town beside us and actually mm-hmm. my, my hometown of Burlington. And uh, so I sent a tweet to her, which is again on the wall here, which is, uh, I said, no rain over there. Don't make me hop on the QEW and, uh, for some lemonade. My little guy just said, can we go get some? Um, in hindsight, it's a very creepy tweet. Yeah. I think. <laughs> if we do an, a, a post, like an analysis yeah. uh, a decade or so later, uh, I'm amazed it, it, it worked. But we kind of had, we, we had co- friends in common and colleagues okay. in common. So it okay. wasn't a, please strangers on the internet. Don't yeah. at, you know, yeah, ask no, me if no, you can no, come no. over to a lemonade stand. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was in, in context was very safe. He had references, <laughs> which I checked and, uh, yeah. 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 So that's how we met. I was running a maternity lingerie company okay. called Nami. Um, and so a lot of in Canada, a lot of women will take a year or so like for maternity leave. And so Twitter at the time was huge for new moms and for, Mm -hmm. um, for pregnant women. And so I really joined Twitter for my business. Like initially that's why I joined and I was sharing information about my business and I've always loved to write. And so we were writing for a website, a parenting website we were both writing for, which was kind of the connection. Um, was yeah. the Yummy Mummy, Yummy Mummy Club, yeah, right? Mummy Erica Club. M's uh, yeah. website. Yeah. One of his references as yes. well. And also and, uh, a reference of mine that, that I was not some weird yeah. uh, stalker asking for lemonade. And so Alison, were you writing about um, kind of lingerie and keeping, you know, key I was writing sex? a blog. So at the time, I mean, I've always written my whole life, but yeah. I was at the time I was writing for our company's blog. So I was writing okay. about parenting. I was writing about babies. I was writing nice. about any kind. I wasn't really writing about nursing or breastfeeding per se, although I did write about that, but mostly it was, you know, just content about having really young kids, um, particularly in Canada and Southern Ontario where we were. And so I would write about all different kinds of things about parenting. And then it became just wonderful. Like I found a real community of other parents and, um, and yeah, and I, and I was home a lot with my kids. And from the time my first son was born, the internet was, I kind of fell in love with the idea of being able to mm. connect with people virtually. Yeah. I, now I kind of wish I could connect with people in real life a little more, yes. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but that was kind of when I like fell in love with the internet, I guess, uh-huh. as people say, and, and then, yeah, yada, yada, yada. And, and after the first yeah. tweet, what, what, where did it go from there? Did you respond else or did what, we met? What? So we chatted back and forth a little bit. And then at the time we were both uh, running our own businesses, like I said. Yeah. And so Scott was working a lot at a coffee shop, which a lot of people do who own their own yeah. businesses. And yeah. so we met and we ended up sitting on uh, the, the outdoor eating area of this coffee shop for about eight hours and talking nonstop. As I yeah. mentioned, we chatterboxes that we are. And uh, yeah, and then we haven't really stopped talking since. It's sort of one long conversation, I guess. Is a, true. Maybe yeah. a romantic way to say it. But yeah, but yeah that's where it that's, started. That is amazing. And, and tell me about your, the first book that you did together and, and kind of the how that came to be, the impetus yeah. of that. So it all, it all goes hand in hand with, with the whole, you know, meeting story and yeah. that world. So uh, I had gotten the the book deal. So, you know, living on Twitter, part of that was, I always, I have part of my background was in the music business as well and and understanding uh, deals and leverage. And, and obviously anytime somebody comes to you is is a much better, obviously a leverage position. And that's part of what on marketing was, was positioning. So my goal, I, I, I have a, I have a, 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 an allergic reaction to trying to justify 
my value yep. to another company if they're going to make money off me. I, yeah. It's it's something that um, it makes me angry. Yeah, it makes me that uh, I'm going I'm to beg for you to allow me to give you my words for you know ninety percent of the revenue from my words or yep. that type of stuff. It's, it, it makes me angry, so I just don't do it. Yeah. And so I just build enough following. And you always had learned, especially in book publishing, was you make enough noise, yeah. you build a big enough platform. It's the same as a music business, though. There's yeah. so many similarities there where they don't want the unfound author who hasn't written a word or, or hasn't written a note in music. Right? They want ones who already have platforms and followings, yeah. but yeah. I've yet to make a book. So I got a call. Um, I was in the parking lot just down the street from here, pulling into a, just a convenience store. And it was from Wiley. Uh, and Sons Publishing in out of yeah. Newark. And uh, it was Shannon Vargo. And she called and said, why haven't you written a book yet? Nice. And I said, why haven't you offered me a book deal yet? Yeah. <laughs> she said, touche. Uh, and uh, Shannon was the editor for all, the, all five of the books with them. And uh, so I started writing on marketing. And I, had, I, I picked the name on marketing. One of the reasons I picked it was I thought it would look good on a book cover. Okay. Uh, when I originally always you know, a marketer first. <laughs> yeah, always a marketer first. Always about the hooks in my brain, no matter what. And I, uh, uh, so we're like, we told them we're like, I, I just picture a brown paper bag crumpled yeah. up with a stamp yeah. on it, and yeah. uh, and that's what the cover came out. So f- fun fact about that: when we first got the first proof of the cover, and I was so proudly I posted it on Facebook, and I'm like, is this is this you know that moment? Is your book cover your first mm-hmm. book a cover? And I put it up there. It's just a big stamp. It says "un" and then marketing underneath. And the first comment and the first post of my first book was United Nations marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. So what did you, and then I got just the anger. So people are, I get so angry about a lot of things. You can just see if you just get the history, it's just little, little things that tell you where the anger comes from. So anyways, I start writing the book, uh, 18 days before it was due, uh, 60,000 words to the publisher because I'm a moron. And, uh, as, as you know, how long it took you to book this podcast, uh, I'm not exactly the most focused person on, on things. Mm-hmm. So I started writing it. Like I just figured it's like a college essay, just a bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I just start and I just, and I'm flailing, I'm flailing. I'm trying yeah. to write. I'm, I'm just doing this kind of spastic kind of just bunch of words and stop bunch of words and stop just random thoughts. Just and to you guys are the t- word and you're together at this point, right? Oh, no, no, no. no. We're, oh, we're friends. friends. Okay. So we're, we're talking on, this is a throwback. We're talking on Blackberry messenger. Yeah. BBA. Yeah. Come on. Fellow Canadian, of course. Hello, Canadian, Only of other course. Canadians cheer for BBM, BBM. like that. <laughs> Only. So we're, 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 we're BBM back and forth. And uh, <laughs> she's like, how's the, how's the book coming along? Yeah. And I said, I'm screwed. I've got yeah. 38,000 words in my word count. And let's just say it's high school level word yeah. count here. Like we're, yeah. we're talking about, we're adding white font on white background, like all this stuff. And I like, I had to try to get a, uh, from dr- like dragon naturally speaking software. It was a yeah. train wreck of a, uh, transcription. And she said, why don't you send it over to me and I'll, I'll take a look. And I'm like, okay. And I just sent it to her. I had no idea. She was, was yeah. a writer. Yeah. Um, and I sent it to her and she just started, and so she starts going and she, and I said, I'm out of words. I owe them 60,000. I don't even have 40,000. And I've said mm-hmm. all the words on the planet. There's no yeah. more words. There's no more things. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, when you said about social currency, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, well, you know what that means? She's like, but explain it to me. Like, I don't know what it means. And I start talking okay. and she's like, uh-huh. And just starts adding stuff and, 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 and fleshing oh, it wow. out, fleshing it out. Yeah. And then we turn it in and it went from this, written vomit of a concept to a beautiful word lasagna. Wow. 
No, that's went, beautiful. Perfect with the right amount of cheese. Are you hungry? Pasta, I am a pasta and a, but it, so that it saved it. And, yeah. and of course the fear of going to a publisher. Yeah. A lot of times for anybody who's like a, a that quote personal brand type of thing and is very unique style is is losing that yeah. in the in into the book and and Allison took it and not only did she put it in the voice she just made it even better because written and spe- spoken word is are different things yeah and that was it you just like my God and if it, I don't know I don't know honestly I don't know what would have happened if we didn't meet I would have mm. still I would have still gotten the book deal yeah that was already in the process when we met. The, the book would have been an embarrassment. It would have been an embarrassment. I think probably that speaks to a problem in the book industry. Yeah. <laughs> like when you were talking about it and you're yeah. like, oh, you need to have a platform or publishers. Well, I mean, yeah. So uh, yeah, you also have to be able to write a book, which yeah. is something that then we, yeah, we did it together. Well, so that's a, yeah, and, that's a, and those a, dragon naturally speaking things are my ne- nemesis. Is there a plural of nemesis? Any, anything, any, yeah. uh, voice to text for that purpose. Yeah, like if you, yeah. gen, no, I'm not talking about like if you voice text is helpful in studying or learning yeah. or understanding or consuming all that, that I'm not talking about that, but I mean the the idea that people like to read the way that we hear when somebody else is speaking is just not true. It is a yeah. completely different, in my opinion, obviously, unless you can speak your book, which maybe some people can, I, I know I can, and, and Scott wasn't able to, um, that it, it's really nice to start with words on paper, I think. Yeah. Screen, and, whatever. And then, uh, you know, six books later, wow. <laughs> it's still, you know, it's still going. And, uh, and that was the, one of the things about that was building that platform. And I remember yeah. because when on marketing came out, uh, I, I had sent it to, so it was coming out in the fall. This is actually that last month was the 10 year anniversary of on marketing. Wow. And amazing. yeah, nuts. And uh, so it was coming out in the fall. So September, 2010. Yeah. That's when the book was dropping. And uh, that previous June, I put out a tweet and I said, who wants a stop on the unbook tour? Uh, pre-order a hundred copies, yep. fly me there and put me up and yep. I'll come And 30 cities ended up signing up. Wow. And that's why we're weeks. a good team. Cause I can't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. And that's finding the great, the, the that mix and that balance between yeah. that. But, but the thing was, I think it was 40 cities put their hand up 30 actually ended up doing it. and half those wow. 30 cities were events run by people who had never run an event in their life. They would just want wow. to support the book launch. So it was a real testament to community. But yeah. here's the thing. The reason why you had to fly me there and put me up is because I was broke. Yeah. I had no money. I had nothing. And I had no, I had a, I had a prepaid credit card just to check into hotels. Wow. I was trying to come out of that recession. And the people were just like, I, we got you. We got you. But I believed in the concept. I believe that if you believe that business is built on relationships, make building them mm-hmm. your business. And I remember uh, on marketing was coming out at the same time as another book, which was almost like the polar opposite, which is just about being flashy and loud and always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some, a friend of ours had said, you know, well, it's going to be proof of concept, which one sells better. And yeah, the other one didn't sell very well. And because it was, I literally was on the road proving it works. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking about, I did, I spoke, um, uh, like different venues, like I did a car yeah. dealership in Edmonton at the evening when they closed, cool, actually. it was amazing. Yeah. It was like, it was like, a, it was a hundred people sitting around and then some real sweet Buicks, 
you know, just around the shiny in the showroom. I did a, a loft space in Nashville. I did uh, that bar uh, with Sarah with uh, the Stein. We oh, I did the, 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 the shiners. It was pretty cool. Right. Wow. The, 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 shri the shiners. It was a whole, it was a bar in Wisconsin decked out for Oktoberfest. I got a Stein still upstairs. I got it from it. And, uh, uh, and I did the uh, BB Kings, um, no Chuck Berry stage in St. Louis, the duck yeah. walk, the bar, the duck bar <sighs> on his stage. And it was incredible. And it was all based on 30 individual people saying yes to this. And some of them were AMA chapters, some were yeah. social media club tweet chapters, tweet ups, tweet ups. Yeah. That, <laughs> that type of thing. Oh yeah. But back and then after that, I threw, <laughs> we threw a tweet up in Vegas and a hundred people showed up, not from Vegas. Wow. Like it's, it was so awesome and crazy. And the stuff where, where it's just like this, we believe in this. And mm. I think that's what attracted some, a lot of people to it because it was against certain other ways of, of uh, say, yeah. getting a word out there of marketing. It wasn't buy or goodbye. Yeah. It was, Hey, let's hear it. This is what I know this is what I think can help you. You think you can help me and stuff. Okay. Maybe I can use your services. Maybe I do this, maybe I buy. I think we, we still believe in, in the fact that we buy from people we know, like, and trust, especially in a service-based business, especially in a knowledge-based business, especially when you're dealing with an individual, real estate, insurance, finance, yeah. legal, accounting, all that type of stuff. It's a huge part of that is building trust. And, and fast forward, the, the other five books, why don't you name those quickly for those that haven't discovered yeah. your other collection? Uh, so we have Unmarketing, and then we have the Book of Business Awesome and Unawesome, which is a flip book. It goes with one way. It's a positive stories. Flip it upside down. It goes the other way. The printer was ecstatic about printing that book. Uh, the, the and, next and it month, won a book cover award. Yeah, it won the New York yeah, uh, yeah. Book Expo yeah, book cover yeah. award. And, uh, and then we have uh, Unselling. Uh, we have QR Codes Kill Kittens. Yeah, It's a picture book of business screw-ups. Um, it was said as a joke kind of, and, uh, and, and Shannon and Wiley said, let's do it. Um, Most which is work of a book I've ever <laughs> put together. So, so that's the book that introduced me to you as, as really? an, uh, yeah, that was the, that was the book. Cause someone gave it to me. They bought it for me. Cause they, they, they knew my, like I grew up with a cat and love cats and always would kind of connect the whole cat on the internet thing. And they'd like, you got to read this book. And that was my introduction. That's amazing. <laughs> that was it. Well, let me tell also, you, I stayed okay, with and, <laughs> and I also, they also knew my rants because I just was so, I would drive by and there'd be a QR code on a billboard and, and a yes. QR code on a t-shirt. Yes. And I was just so blown away that people just, the, the trend and the shininess of the QR code when it came out just blew my mind. Do you, um, do you understand? Do you have any idea right now during COVID? How many people message me saying, well, what do you think about it now? They're because people are using QR codes, uh, you know, because of the it being contactless and, yeah, and but, but those, but those are practical reasons. It's not well, for marketing. Yeah, it's like, I, you need a menu. And I so, said, yeah. if you go back or read the book or listen to any talk with the yeah. QR code ran that what, what is said, except that if it was built inherently into the camera, it would be a whole different story. Plus the yes. book, if you read the book, it has a point. It isn't just yes. pictures. Like I, <laughs> no. I hate it was so much work yeah. and there's a, there's like a point and each chapter is a reason. And like, so it's sort of hidden underneath the funny yeah. pictures of cats. Yes. Uh, so we go from that, which is proof of if you sell enough of your first book, you can do whatever book you want. <laughs> yeah, nice. uh, and then there's uh, uh, it's, sometimes we're like, we're just messing with them. Like, what about this one? And they're just like, maybe we're like, oh, we're just kidding. 
And uh, so then we have, uh, uh, you know, unselling, unbranding, the three on the untrilogy yeah. on marketing, unselling, unbranding. Yeah. Uh, and then Jackass Whisperer uh, was the sixth one that, that we decided actually, uh, we published with a, um, a hybrid publisher out of Vancouver, uh, page two books. Which yeah. is very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now, and then tell us about you, you're, you've had a podcast for a long time and then you changed the name of the podcast mm-hmm. with a book and tell us about that transition. What was that like to, to change and, the brand there? Yeah. So, um, we, we changed it back. Yeah, we changed actually it back. Okay. Okay. So yes, it's not back. Okay. Yesterday. So, it, was, so it was for the book launch. Was yes, that what it was for? Yes, okay. Yes, okay. Yes. So on podcasts has been our show. We've done about 309 episodes yeah. that have been put out. Uh, and it was the, you know, it was really called the business show for the fed up. You know, and yes, we're just kind yes. of talking and ranting about whatever we want. And it's actually, there's some real good lessons inside that show about community as well. Yeah. That, um, so we used to record it in a studio. We do it once a month because I was on the road so much. Yeah. And now uh, we do it once a month, record four or five episodes, have a whole film, like video production crew, three camera shoot, uh, per- audio engineer, everything, because we wanted to do it right from episode yeah. one. Um, because that, you know, our, the whole point of the books and the show was to try to get me on stage. Yeah, it was everything was pointing towards that. That's how we make hmm. revenue. That's the entire point of yeah. is positioning, and that whole, for lack of a better term, it's been is, is painful. That thought leader type of stuff, yeah. where it's yeah. just positioning your content. So we did the unpodcast um, part of it for a long time, but as it was going, we'd make kind of a running joke that anytime I'd say something that was off putting, which is mm-hmm. often. Um, we would, one of us would say, we just lost one of our seven listeners. Like, you know, because we always joke we had seven listeners. And so the audience actually ran with that and they started calling themselves one of the seven. Nice. And that is awesome. It got to the point of momentum where I would show up to a gig and I would say every, every couple of gigs yeah. would come up with a t-shirt made with I'm one of the seven. Aww. Yeah, it, was really it really felt a part of the community and part of yeah. the audience. Like, and that's so cool. It was it's such, such a, a different medium. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that we have like the loyal, like podcasting seems to be the most loyalty. Like it's such an intimate, like it's in your ear yeah. and you, you, people love doing it when they're working out. Like we have people say they're walking their dogs, they're working out, they're driving or whatever. I just think that there's something that breeds a lot of connection from yeah. listening to people. You, you were in my car with me quite often it's what it felt like and okay yeah. the, the two things i remember most is you'd always have um you always have papers i always would this of your show and then and then, then someone named emma there's always talking about emma email marketing like yeah. i've been yeah. shamed for no well, because see, we have to read off the paper yeah you yeah. You, you prove that uh, sponsorship works you know, yeah that oh yeah uh, emma. Totally but that, that, the, the lessons we learned from audience yeah. engagement to uh brand partnerships and yeah. sponsorships yeah. to you know doing a show and i, I just for, for the best for us. And we, so we, we changed it to Jackass Whisperer to kind of uh, promote the book. Yes. Uh, that when it was and to coming play out. around with and, it, I think yeah. a little, like we sort of wanted to focus on those sort of stories and, yep. and it just seemed like it was a different show for whatever reason, even because that was the space we were in around promoting the book, or we wanted to see where that kind of stuff could go. Um, yeah. And it was fun. It was kind of fun to like yeah. change it a little bit. But, but also the whole point, the thing about the show was, it, we love doing it. Like mm-hmm. it, it was like, there was never a time that I ever, ever said, I don't, I never, either of us said it was, oh, we have to go record the show. There was mm-hmm. never have to. Yeah. It was always, we get to. And, and, I, and, and you're and, such a great team. Like, I feel like it was, you actually like enjoyed each other's company, which in turn made it like a fun conversation to listen to. 
I am absolutely smitten by Allison. So <laughs> yeah, I, that's so cool. Do this on the podcast. <laughs> but I, I just, but she's my favorite person. <laughs> no, it's I, great. I, I, I'm taking it down a notch. Don't worry. She's my favorite person. So, when <laughs> no, but it's okay to celebrate a good marriage, like, yeah. so, you know, like or like a, a good partnership. Like, there's, I think, so many movies and TV celebrate the opposite. Like, I love that you guys we like each like, other we and do like each other. It's yeah. But the, the way that the, it's just such a great for us. Um, uh, it sounds weird because I'm I, I'm complimenting us, but it's such a because it's just the personality kind of blend, yeah, yeah. and the 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 and and the differences that make the yeah. blend well together. That I'm yeah. I'm mostly ridiculous, and and Allison is hilarious and brilliant, and those things together means we're hilarious, ridiculous, and brilliant together, mm -hmm. and it, it it just works. We have that, but also there's a huge mutual respect. Yeah. So there's a, that she is never the butt of the joke. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm laughing at something and now you have to tell a story. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So, uh, one, so I get a little shy when Scott compliments me. Mm -hmm. Mostly he does it from stage sometimes. He obviously not in the last couple months, but I feel like you should tell the story since you said we were smarter and- Yeah, yeah, I will, yeah. Okay, so I'm out- About uh, why I make that face when he starts complimenting. Yeah, so out in the, uh, we're in the prairies. I'm in Saskatchewan yeah, doing nice. a, a gig years ago to uh, digital marketers there in Regina. And it was like, whew, it was great. It was like 450 people, wow. very awesome. Um, uh, and so I was speaking in uh, mid, I don't know, late afternoon. I think I was closing. It was like three or four o'clock. I have 90% of my keynote. So I did 60, 70 keynotes a year for the past 10 years. So mm -hmm. this has been on the road doing conferences. 95% yeah. of those are opening keynotes yeah. uh, just because of, well, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? Just because of this whole thing, the, yeah. the, 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 being a maniac on stage and waking people up, making them laugh. Yeah, like you got to shake, shake it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, a little I'm bit, a yeah. professional wake up call. Yeah, morning. yeah. So this is a near the end of the day. Plus it's more West than where we live. So the time zone's different. So I, yeah. I wake up and what I usually don't do, I don't usually eat before I speak because yeah. usually I'm speaking in the morning and I can't have a, uh, if I have breakfast and I go on stage, it's, it's indigestion. It's not you nerves. You provide all the details. You do the need story. them all. But this you is great. This is helpful. <laughs> so anyways, I go, we go, I, I actually get a 90 minute massage yeah. at the spa because I got like six hours and I'm yeah. up. Deep tissue, because yeah. what's wrong with that? So I don't yeah. need deep tissue massage. Yeah. A couple hours later, I'm about to go on stage and I think, I think I'm going to die. Like I'm just, I'm either going to have an out of body experience <laughs> or I'm going to pass out because I have not eaten. I've got this, all these things. Building up excuses. My, yeah, yeah. All yeah. these things. And I get up there and I start talking and it's just, it's out of body. It's I'm, 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 when I'm on stage, I'm usually talking to myself anyways in my head, kind of yeah. where I'm going next. But yeah. this was just like, Oh, you're screwed. I was just like floating away from myself, but I made wow. it. I got all the way through to the end. Yeah. And the second last slide, I show the on podcast slide. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gives me an excuse to have Allison up on the on the yes. slide and me talk to her on the slide and yeah. Uh, and you know, praise her, uh her, her wonderfulness. And I, I start talking. And I usually said this that's Allison. She's the the funnier and the smarter one than than me. But in my delirium, I combined the words. I said, that is Allison, and she's the farter. <laughs> and, I and the froze. audience started tweeting to me yeah, yeah. and then i i i, I turned uh, looked at the audience i said did i just call my wife a farter 
And like 20 yeah. people from Regina immediately got Twitter on their phones out and started tweeting to Allison. Because they're Twitter. digital marketers. Your husband uh, called you a farter on stage. If it was dentists, I could have gotten away with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. It. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. We, don't, we don't need to praise Allison. She's fine. <laughs> she speaks for herself, you know. But, we don't need but, 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 but seriously, back to this show is that if, if you, if, because nobody enjoys it more than us. Yeah. And that's, we hope that then goes out to the listener. When if we're enjoying going back yeah. and forth with that kind of, banter and the stories then i think that is reflects to the audience and and what were you guys like uh, the year and the date that you guys launched the show mm -hmm. was it just itunes at the time like the po apple uh, podcast yeah it was so we did it 2013 ish yeah um and that was it's amazing because we just switched it all over yeah. Um, once all this, we kind of took everything in house to so switch yeah. the, the site host, our email yeah. service provider and yeah. our podcast host. And so I didn't even know what it was and it wasn't, it was yeah, like most, it was iTunes or RSS yeah. feed yes. at yeah. the time, but it was a combination of like Blurberry, Libsyn, something yes. else and all these Listen, things. Really yeah. So yeah. I didn't even have, I couldn't even do it. Like we had somebody else do it. And then yeah. this time I'm like, okay, that's it. And I just, we took it, we just tear everything down, pulled everything out and yeah. switched it all over to Simplecast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, it was just so much easier, but back then, yeah, it was a lot, it was hard to start a show. And that was, that yeah. was, you know, 2013 isn't like early in podcasting either. No. That's no, we were late. Yeah. We were late yeah, according we were to us. Late. You know, we were, yeah. that's why we wanted to make episode one. Like we had already done a hundred episodes because yeah. we were late to the party to us. And, uh, turns out not, not, not too sure about that anymore, but it's, I still find that stuff fascinating. Now I find the podcast world extremely fascinating. I find what uh, Spotify just announced with Anchor was was incredibly interesting about using yeah. music and the shows and and but, yeah. but with rights and stuff too. So I we love the medium, but we stopped. We stopped yeah. the show when COVID shutdown started. Okay, and that's a, that was a decision. Hmm. And because we promised both with the newsletter and the show with any yeah. content we do that we never force frequency. Yeah. That is one of our tenants. That is one of our things mm -hmm. on the wall. It's on the front page of the new on marketing website is all the statements of what our marketing is. And it was, we promised never to just force something out mm -hmm. and, and you risk losing audience. You risk losing yeah. this, but you'll yeah. know anytime a show comes out or a newsletter comes into your mailbox that it's going to have something of, of worth. Plus yeah. it was also the same. Like we, when we were chatting, I can't remember, it might've been before we started recording, but we were chatting about, you know, getting, practicing setting up this where we're recording from now, which is basically like a virtual studio that we've set up for Scott mm -hmm. so that he can do, you know, webinars and, and virtual talks. And, and part of pausing the, the, the podcast was also to say, look, we've been, we invested money in it. We had people that we were working with and we had to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? What are the, what is yeah. this going to look like? How is it sustainable in the end where we own a business? And we, and, and so we just took that step back. We weren't sure what we wanted to talk about. We weren't always in the mood to sit down and like, have a conversation about yeah. a marketing, like it just wasn't, it didn't feel right. And so yeah. we've always sort of let ourselves do that. And also because it doesn't respect the audience. If we're just, you know, you don't want to listen because it's Tuesday. You want to listen because we yeah. we had a conversation that was worth listening to. And, and we had a lot of work to do. Like we yeah. had a lot yeah. of work to do. Yeah. Move the podcast, moving the podcasting over was part of that, right? We had to, Scott's learn and, and spent time doing courses and learning how to do stuff so that we were able to do this. So, and, and I uh, think that's really important to take your time. And the show is a, is a different type of where it's personality driven. Yes. I yes. don't mean, I don't, I don't mean that necessarily literally, but I do when it comes to the, it's, it's, it's Allison and I talking. Okay. So yeah. there isn't yeah. guests, there isn't other type of things or segments yeah. where it's, it's us and it goes off our flow. Yeah. And that, so one of the things we have to be able to feel that that can go about the yeah. topics at hand when the, when there's topics so much bigger than, 
necessarily somebody doing a marketing mistake yeah. or something else that yeah, were just like, I seem petty. I, I, exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't, we couldn't put our heart into it. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's, that's where we know, well, then why are we doing it? Like, like yeah. we, we literally are the bosses. Yeah. Like, the, we, like it's our, it's our companies. So we yeah. don't have to do anything. And that's been a great reminder. It's one of the most helpful thing Al's done for me mm. in the past seven months when I get in my head about business stuff is just looks at me, she says, we don't have to do the sh- yeah. show today or this thing, this now. Yeah. And it takes you out of it for a second thinking and the force frequency then, because that's important before all this was us yeah. not forcing it down people's throats saying, because it's Wednesday. We've always, I've always yeah. said it in all the books and on stage was nobody ever read your newsletter or blog post specifically because it was Wednesday, right? It's a, yeah. nobody ever shared it because it was Friday. It's because it's the, it resonates and there's content that actually speaks to the audience that asks for it. It's amazing. In, in Canada, we have, um, you know, strategy magazine and they put out their e-newsletter and kind of tell what's happening in the ad space. So we've got the message, which is a new one. I feel like they both are great kind of news channels, but I feel like you always took those kind of mainstream news channels and flipped it on its head and just gave like thoughtful commentary and just said, Hey, what if we thought about it differently? What if we poke some holes here? Whereas those other channels? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and that's what I've loved about it is that it's kind of like, Hey, what if we looked at things different? What if we flip things on its head all the time? Which again, it's not the most comfortable show to listen to in the sense that it's not like you're just getting to give us a bunch of stats and facts. Mm. And here's the news of the week, We've right? We've been Which, kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that happens, that happens somebody. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's our code. <laughs> Yeah. No. If I start talking about the gross domestic product of a, a, a of this, you're just going to be like, we need to say, we need to save them. We need to <laughs> and, go get them. And so because you do that and you kind of go against the mainstream, was it hard to get like an Emma to be excited about a show that no. was, yeah. And, and, and why? No, because, why we, because we didn't, we didn't, same as the book deal. We never, we never approached a sponsor. Th- yeah. And I think that's just that, that has to do with, with the position that we were in to do it. Yeah. So that, that is an advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would, this is an advice. No. I don't think that what happened with us was that because of the platform that we had, we were, and because the, the way the podcast was and a series of events where someone saw Scott speak and then connected to somebody and they liked it and, and you know, so it, we always talk about this, like even with the book deal, we talk about this, that, you know, we, we talk about things from the position that we're in. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. advice that other people could have. We were very lucky with that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we were able to really manage and negotiate in that relationship with Emma and mm-hmm. that we were able to, they were our only sponsor. So we were able to do special yeah. things. Scott would do a talk for them. And, yeah. you know, we had other, it wasn't like a, a podcast sponsorship. It was a partnership where they mm-hmm. had Scott do talks and, and live events happen with the two of us at their space in Nashville. And so I just, I always worry about that. Like, cause it's, I think it's more complicated than simply we waited for a sponsor, you know, cause it is hard. It's hard to get sponsors for shows and, and we all need to like support what we're doing for us. The podcast was a piece of marketing for getting Scott on stage. So we saw it, we paid, it was an expense for us a marketing expense to get Scott on stage. You know what I mean? And then when the sponsorship came along, so we could sit back when the sponsorship, it was awesome. And we learned a lot from yeah. having that partnership, but I think there's a uniqueness to the situation that might not transfer. And it depends, yeah, because you have to set out that the, the the strategy or the purpose of the content. So if it's a, mm-hmm. if you're going to do a podcast, why? Mm-hmm. Well, well, do you, is it you want to talk to interesting people in the field? Do you want to build relationships with people in the field? Do you want to expand your brand? Do you want to make money? All mm-hmm. those are all different things. They're not, and they're not just one or the other either. But the point is we were very clear about what we were hoping to do to do, which was the ability for us to like, literally it went from us just talking in a coffee shop saying we should record this type of conversation yeah. to wanting to do the show. 
and it was it was positioning though. So when mm-hmm. we it, it's we weren't looking for sponsors, we weren't trying yeah. to get them, and it was positioning. So we put our best quality foot forward in, yeah. initially, yeah. and that's also where a brand sees that mm-hmm. and says because the brand wants their logo on things, right? Brands love logos and want to see our own things. <laughs> Obviously, they do because when they're sponsoring, they want to yeah. have their stuff. That's what that was very intentional. So although mm-hmm. we never went to look for it, we also said the same reason why we want people to consider me to speak somewhere would be the yeah. same reason why a brand might sponsor the show. That was the importance of making the brand the way it was mm-hmm. on all the channels that way. So it was it was hiring the people, it was finding the right people to do it, and then letting and there was a cost to that, but that was built into what we were doing when it came to marketing. So our marketing spend. Mm-hmm. was producing the show yeah. instead of doing an ad campaign or, yeah. uh, or, or doing some YouTube pre-roll type of stuff. It was, yeah. why don't we spend, and it came out at the time to about a grand a show. Yeah. If you yeah. break it down and 70% of that was, was, was the post-production video yeah. uh, editing. Um, but it was, it was a show. And, and that was where we decided we didn't want to spend money on, uh, although I believe in AdWords and I believe in, in the analytics and I think it's brilliant nowadays, so much better than what we used to have. It was, why don't we spend the, the money in the brand on stuff doing something we love? And that yeah. can only it help. It also made sense for what Scott does. I mean, it just makes more sense for people to hear the way he expresses it. What you, what, exactly what you explained. Like if you can, what they want to see is that take, right? That flipping something on its head and seeing it differently. And so here's this forum we have. We, we will spend the money. We'll make it look as good so that you, what you, when you see Scott on stage, it was in line with what you saw on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we, we demonstrate what he's able to do, which is what makes the, what makes the keynotes and stuff unique. So it was sort of a perfect mm. marketing thing. And then yeah. when the sponsor came along, we were in just a really lucky position where we could be like, they already like everything we're doing. So we really didn't have to make a lot of concessions and we were right. able to just have one sponsor as opposed to having to mitigate, you know, like some kind of diff- shared real time relationship. Yeah, and we did have a couple of bef- attempted because we didn't, um, I don't know if you were okay. listening then, but we signed on with CBS for a while. Okay, no. And CBS signed us years ago before Emma, before everything else. Uh, they signed because they launched their their new po- podcast platform and, and they asked us to join it. And, and the, the no, I do remember that. It was a weird intro. Remember Thank the intro? You. No, well, it, it was like a, it was like a, what was it? it was like a rah, rah, rah. It was like all, and it was promoting all these other shows. And then I had to sit Terrible. through it to get to your show. Terrible. Yes. Okay. Complaints, actually. I do remember that. That is so, hilarious. So there was a C, well, a book will come out one day about this, but the uh, you know, CBS was like, there was like, you know, it's the old, it's, it's, it's like anything else. Traditional That's a media. Throwback. Wow. Right? Traditional yeah, media yeah. versus new media. Okay. Traditional saying, well, we'll just come over here and do the same stuff in a new media. Mm-hmm. And so it was the, the ad insertion and the, all the yes. type of stuff. And, and so at the, the, and the, se- the selling point to us to go do the show there was that their whole ad staff across the country would be selling ads in the show and we get a split and like, okay. Uh, and we, we said, do it. And, and so we got one and it was uh, um, uh, another company um, that makes business cards and, and they're like, they want to sponsor this. And I'm like, cool, this company I use for my first business cards too. It's a perfect fit. And so I did a whole fun little story in the middle of the show. And then the story, the show came out at 9am. Like it usually get launched mm-hmm. at like 9am Eastern on Wednesdays. And by 930, we had an email from the agency saying, Hey, the sponsor isn't really happy with their, uh, their clicks. Um, and, uh, we're wondering if you can move the ad to the front of the show. And I'm like, it came out a half hour ago. They're like, yeah, but it's done. It's a half hour episode. I'm like, have you ever, or do you know what, do you know what podcast is? Like, do you know, have you ever, 
Oh are you God. new to everything right now? And I'm like, and you said clicks, what are they, what are they clicking on in their ear? Like, I'm like, what click, how are you tracking it? And they're just like, well, it's, and I'm like, bye-bye. And then they knew yeah. how to sell. Yeah, like, We yeah. wouldn't have ended up with, I don't think we would have ended up with maybe like if you did an event or whatever with Emma, it could have happened anyway, but they taught us like we use their sheet. Yeah. So, so the rate, it was the rate, it was the rack rate. It was the rate card that we used to determine what we saw Emma, but we generated the Emma sponsor though too. Right. So, but the problem, so what happened when we moved to CBS with the show, they messed up the transfer. And so we went from our audience and they, cause you had to switch, they, they had to control the source, the feed of the show. Yes. Yeah. And instead of doing the right redirection, they just dropped it, said whatever. And we lost our entire audience. Yep. Wow. We had to start building them again. How do you reach out to your podcast audience when you no yeah, longer own yeah, that they, feed? It's gone. Yeah. And then when we decided to break away from them again, yeah. they messed up the transfer back out. So we've had to build wow. our audience three times for the show. Yeah, Wowzers. And it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. But even the there's even lessons in the Emma sponsorship because that initially started as a premium show sponsorship, which is yeah. they were the main sponsor of the show. And yeah. we loved working with them so much. They were so great to work with. Yeah. We just kept adding things and adding yeah. things. And then, cause it was the show and then me speaking at their event. That's what it yeah. started as. Yeah. And then it turned into multiple webinars, Facebook lives, us yeah. going to their bringing barbecue and books and talking with their, their, their customers in, in Nashville. And it was a real Testament to when you partner with, uh, you know, whether it's influencers or brand or, or, you know, thought leaders and whatever that, whatever term you want to use Yeah. that although you're paying them and that's a good thing, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing. The better you treat them, the more they will do for that pay usually yeah. as a human nature. Now there's, there's mm-hmm. exceptions to that, but it was such a, it was like a bizarro relationship. Yeah. They kept saying, what more can we do for you? And we're like, no, what more can we do for you? Aww. And we're like, we, and everything was just like, we were, and the biggest thing for them though, is that they allowed us to keep our voice. Wow. So they That's had insane. no, there was no, you know, right to, you know, cut a show. There was no, and we did, we did the um, live reads for Emma yeah. at the, yeah. in the middle. And we always segued it from whatever ridiculous story yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know, who weren't, who won't murder you, Emma, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like playing so off right. but it became ingrained with it. So then, and then, we had a, one our last live event there. Their entire staff had shirts that said "Emma is one of the seven. Oh, right, that awesome. is so you, really awesome. And you don't you don't lose that. So people that were at Emma who've now in different places, we're still in touch with them because we built relationships with the individuals, not just the brand. Yeah, and then now they're just good people. So we just have more friends in great places. I think it's, it's awesome. really important though that like to think about that that like we've lost the audience twice. I think with any content like books as well, podcasts, mm-hmm. anything that you're making to make sure that you still want to make it, even if you wake up one morning and some switch somewhere went off and you don't have any of your followers anymore. Cause you know, that's very, it was upsetting and it's a lot of work as anyone who's listening or knows podcasts at all, getting one person to listen is like a miracle. And so it's hard to get people to listen. It's hard to build that audience and then to see it gone. But the thing was, we didn't do the show because like this many people were listening. It could be seven people and that, that was part of it, right? Seven people was cool. And, the, and doing that and kind of presenting that meant that it, it built even more loyalty because people knew yeah. like, we love the show too. Yeah. When people have been sending us messages since we paused it, you know, like we missed the show and we're like, we missed the show. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, we're just figuring it out. Like we, we also, and I think that that's really good. 
when you're building anything or making anything. Well, it's like a, it's a provocative show in the sense that like, I'm, I'm trying to think of my own. I, I was, I went through your CBS time. I didn't know that's what it was called during the awkward, <laughs> but, but then I think at one point I missed it. So I went to just find it and then probably just resubscribed. Yes. So that, I just try to think what of happens. Yeah. And that's the, and that should be the goal, right? Yeah, For it should anything, be. The it goal should be. should be someone will find, they'll like it. They'll remember it enough that they'll be able to find it. But I, I also felt a kindred spirit where I was like, I felt like you at, were an advocate to say, hey, Canadians aren't all just polite and <laughs> passive. Like we, we have thoughts and, and you came with intelligent commentary that was like, yeah, you know, you, you allude it to like, you know, you're John Oliver or you're kind of like the bringing the news, but with like that poke, which mm-hmm. is what I loved. Yeah. Good. Well, that's Very it. And, that and it's coming back. Yeah, okay. We're, we're just in this conversations. So you guys um, managed to pivot as far as like, you know, using that term, but it's like, you managed to keep speaking and, and tell me about that. You managed to keep doing keynotes and keep engaging with audiences. Mm. And, and what have you done to make that happen? Well, it's just been the realization that I, I, I that you can still get the message across or still get to do certain things that I love to talk about. Yeah. In this way, if you're willing to adapt. Yeah. If you're willing to pivot. And the, the problem is when you, when you don't, when you can't be, that way when yeah. it was realizing, okay, there's a point where like, I, I, I wanted to be a keynote speaker on stage since I was 12. It was been my, mm. literally my dream. And, yeah. and so that part, and I've been doing it for the past 10 years. And so I'm saying, okay, so then when I was getting friction in my mind about doing the virtual way, I never liked doing webinars before this. Yeah. Um, and it was like, okay, so then what, what can you do in a way that makes it valuable to the clients? Yeah. And then that you actually feel that you're, doing something well. Mm-hmm. And that was more of, it was the point of, of being able to pause and learn hmm. and realize I don't, not only that I don't know everything, I don't know a lot. Hmm. And it was diving and saying, okay, then, then, then figure out what you need to figure out. Not pe- not by piecework, not yeah. by trying something and saying, well, if this isn't working, YouTubing the problem, but going through the base of understanding lighting, sound, streaming, video. And we, but here's, I'm a, I'm a geek. I'm a tech geek for a while now too. And I've loved yeah. video and audio and yeah. everything. The reason why we have these mics and this equipment is because we had it before, luckily yeah. um, uh, everything kind of shut down, but it was learning it properly because my big hesitation was look, if, if, if they're paying yeah, and their entire thing's virtual and that gets messed up on your end, it doesn't yeah. matter if the, there was a throttling issue on my end, mm-hmm. something at the server or something on their end, I dropped the ball. Hmm. And it's, it's not something that uh, you take lightly. So it's been a lot of, a lot of learning and a lot of researching that way. Are you doing um, them typically live or pre-recorded? This thing. So I prefer yeah. pre-recorded, but yes. the client prefers live. Yeah. And, and uh, the thing is, though, I don't, it's not that I prefer pre-recorded because I, I don't want to be live. Yeah. It's that 95% of the issues happen with the live stream of it. Yeah. And yeah. so I rather record it in HD, get it yeah. to them. They can play it from the server. So at least you don't have the up and the download issue for yeah. it. Uh, and then I would be on there live for the Q and A. And, but yeah. we let the client determine that whatever yeah. it's going to be. But again, we haven't done a huge push yeah. for it because also it just doesn't feel like the right time. There's so much going on. There's so much going down and there's mm-hmm. with, with, with what's going on in the U S and, and what the, it's, this is a huge moment in time. Yeah. And with COVID, it's just like, I don't, like who wants to learn about metrics? It just doesn't feel the, the right way all the time. So, you know, when stuff comes in, we, we certainly sign it up and, and get it going, but it's also gotta be right for us to push it forward when it feels right for everything. Yeah. 
So you showed me something before we started the show. Can you show that again for those that are watching the video, the, your cool PowerPoint thing? Because I've never yeah. seen that before. So and those, yeah. Yeah. So part of this is figuring out what Scott was talking about is like, so in terms of live, so example, so Scott has learned how to do this. So you can see how you'd see a slide. We were talking about how do we recreate the experience of like Scott on stage. So when Scott's on stage, he uses his slides kind of as cues. They're not usually word heavy. Like they tend to be images or a little bit. So like, this is kind of an example of a slide and then he can talk, talk or record it, but talk and he can gesture to the slide. He can look at the slide. It's the best thing about this is when, when I'm doing the talk, so it's just my head in the circle. Yeah. I'm, my monitor is here. So I'm looking yes. at the monitor right now. So I'm not looking at you like the, our DSLR this is about eight feet away from us that I'm pointing yeah. at right now where I'm talking to you. But when I'm doing this, it looks like I'm in the slide talking to the point yeah. where I'm literally, I'm looking at minutes viewed 6,983,000 right yeah. now. And it looks like I'm looking at it on the slide, yeah. but you only get that through reps and through, through speak. And also you're talking about a guy who didn't even change his PowerPoint deck for nine years when it came to mostly format or function of it. Yeah. It's just like, it's it just get the visual up there and let me do the talking. And now it's like, well, what? So like even the circle you're looking at right now with the sh- shadow, with the depth of field in it mm-hmm. makes you feel a little more, there's still a visual separation in it, but also it's yeah. not point of distracting and that again. It's through, all through he tests. talks about. Yeah. Audio, sound. So all he, t- he notices cuts and edits in movies. I didn't it's ask. Amazing. I didn't ask uh, when the cut was. It's very important to him. I switched Amazing. the wrong thing around. Sorry. All right. No, yeah. Done. So that's that's the now it's just like everything. Oh, we we're watching something last night. I turned to one of the kids. I'm like, that was a good and cut. It was I, a good edit. They're like, what? I'm like, never mind. It's the tools, right? Like people yeah. want live stuff because they think that that's like the most engaging. Except yeah. that sometimes live causes more problems because of oh, yeah. streaming and upload down the speeds and blah, blah, blah. Or if different people are getting it in different spaces at their homes, they're seeing it at slightly different mm-hmm. times. Like it's not really as, so we, we try to encourage the like pre-recorded for the main part, but then Scott is still there to yeah. do a live, like Q and A is great for live. Yeah. Things like this are awesome where we can like talk to each other in real time. I'm doing one in a week or two, um, a real estate one, uh, yeah. um, for uh, Richard Robbins, a uh, real estate. And, uh, uh, I'm going to a studio. Yeah. Um, with and every, everybody's like far away and yeah. it's like me yeah. the only person in the room and then everybody's yeah. in this hermetically sealed other room with masks and I'm like it's it's all it's just everybody's trying like, everybody's trying to manage yeah that's yeah. I think really everybody's trying to manage right now yeah. and, and you know it's not working from home right now it's working during a pandemic and, and yeah and everybody's trying to figure it out and there's industries not just the event industry, not just, you know, at the conferences and, and the, but uh, tourism and events, yeah. you know, healthcare, uh, yeah. entertainment, like all the, everybody is hit. Most people are hit and it's really hard where every gig I did, there was, you know, for the big events, like my entire business was based on large indoor events. Yeah. So my events were like 500 and up inside and, but mm-hmm. that, and everything where there was a crew of, there's a hundred people part of that event from AV to event staff yeah. to, to hotel staff. Yeah. And um, each one of those is, you know, is gone. And that's a, that's now a huge, stuck with that. and, uh, but I haven't been home for a month straight since being a yeah. dad. And, yeah. and, and so that part has been to be able to see the, the kids for so long. And it's been a wonderful thing to be able to see that in this sea of gross and crud. It's been nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do need to address something that you, those that are watching on video the, and the number you said, those that are just listening, 
what are those numbers from the, the stats that showed up on your PowerPoint? The, the 13 million. Yeah. 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 But, but, but I'm yeah. sure it's people no, need to see. No, no, it's the millennial one. Oh, cool. Okay, here, so he'll show you. One sec. Let me, let me figure you. this out. Hang on a second. Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> hey. There, here. I just, I have my own circle. Uh, no, I can, I can do it. And, and is this, is this done in PowerPoint what you're doing right now? Yeah. So it's in PowerPoint and then exported as a PDF. Okay. Okay. So then each, each slide is kind of like, so I, I never did it before too. I don't do builds and slides. I do separate yeah. slides for each build. slides are usually yeah. white screens with black, like basic text yeah. on them, like a yeah. word, like they're yeah. not, he doesn't use. So this is part of, um, my, my, the, when I talk about metrics, so this is yeah. like a, the millennial rant yeah, thing. I've, I've seen, I've seen this video. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So PRSA. So then, it, well, exactly. So that's the, that's the video, that's the talk. And I put the clip up and I got a, a quarter million reach. And I talk about how, you know, it's, it's a reach doesn't mean anything, but then I, we letterbox the video like this and it was same, same clip, but letterbox with the, what old people mean when say millennials stayed up the whole time. 30 days later, I sent out the same clip with this letterboxing and it was instead of 250,000, there was uh, 32 million reached, 30 wow. million views. But here's the thing. So I talk about that. People are like, oh, okay. So the key is letterboxing. I'm like, nope. And you go down to the metrics where it's not 32 million. It's not 13 million. It's not even 4.8 million over 10 seconds. It's actually 3.4 million over 10 seconds with sound on. And look how many people watched it with the sound off. It's just him. Yeah. 1.3 million seconds. It's just, I'm just an angry mime. <laughs> I'm just flailing, <laughs> but that again. So, but the part of doing that and part of that was out of spite because once yeah. in a while, somebody will take a shot at me and they'll yeah. be like, well, you know what? You don't actually do things. You just talk. And I'm like, I know. Awesome. Right. <laughs> right. Like I just get to give my opinion. Isn't that the goal? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll make this go viral. Yeah. And I went yeah. and pulled the clip out of spite and put it on, but they didn't go viral enough. And I'm like, well, that's not enough to smack somebody around with. So I went and changed it and analyzed it. So all out of spite gave me my own yeah. case study to talk about to fellow marketing geeks. And I think it's a real important thing because a lot of people in marketing, I, I really don't think people in marketing don't understand vanity metrics. I think most of the people in digital marketing mm -hmm. despise vanity metrics. And the problem is I'm trying to give them tools to equip to tell their boss or their client to stop yeah. chasing them yeah. while still leaving the same advice of, look, if they still want them, then show mm -hmm. them. These yeah. numbers look great, no matter what yeah. way you splice them. But for us as actual marketers with actionable data that we want to be able to say, this is what it means. So then we have an actual seat at the table properly versus being the second, the second fiddle to sales a yeah. lot of the times when it comes to those mm -hmm. type of things. And I think that's important. So I, 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 a lot of my stuff is preaching to choirs, but it's preaching to choirs so they can still go sing the gospel to somewhere else. Yeah. That's what the goal is for it really. Yeah. Wow. And as far as like kind of apps and resources and kind of like books that you'd recommend, what are some, maybe some things that you're like, man, marketers out there, I, I know you got your own anthology, but what are some ones that you look to? What are some apps or resources or books you said, these am, are awesome. I am telling you, I have been just diving into this for months now and being a practitioner mm -hmm. of this type of stuff. So it's like, there's so many great things, but the key to all of it for, for me of mm -hmm. learning all this stuff has been curated newsletters. Okay. I am nice. telling you that I have not gotten more value than uh, curated newsletters or a couple of discord servers yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So things like, uh, you know, morning brew or the hustle, um, yeah. the information, uh, the trends report, mm -hmm. like every time you like, it's, it's literally, it's maybe feel like it's like 1998 again. 
yeah. you get an email, you're like, whoa, yeah. like you're excited yeah. about yeah. it because when they guys, they send stuff, they send great stuff. But um, good ones. Paid ones? Uh, um, no, uh, the information and the trend support is, but the hustle and uh, morning brew is not. Okay. Um, and they're mostly curated. So they're a lot yeah. of um, the hustle is a little more, little more article based to the yeah. more writing in it, but it's less like, we think this is cool. We think you'll think this is cool too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, uh, uh, Dave Pell, um, um, newsletter as well. Um, I'm forgetting it right now for some reason, mm -hmm. uh, but some really great ones that way that lead me to the other things. There's a water and music, uh, discord from uh, Patreon about the music industry. I found yep. more stuff through that than I found through most things. And then it just mm -hmm. leads to another thing. And then of course, product hunt, and those yep. type of things of just like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Where, you know, I just, we got an email today but from about uh, uh, some trending topics and you just like, hmm, and you just start looking at them and it's, I love it. It's fascinating. Oh, and so many tools and going, having like a 15, 10 year more gap between being yep. a practitioner, you come back in, you're like, oh, this is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. So, for so many reasons, all the tools and I'm like, what's, what's a Zapier? And you go and start connecting things together. You're like, yeah. oh my God, you could do this now. So it's been ecstatic. So, and, but I've learned all because we've changed ESPs, yeah. hosts, you know, and podcast platforms. It was learning, you know, about, wow, you actually can do this. Oh my God, you can do like moving to convert kit for email. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. and you know, all these other things you can do. Um, you know, moving to Simplecast has been a dream of stuff as well. And uh, it's just really cool to see a lot of the stuff where you live. That's awesome. You've had your head down here. I know my head been doing all this for a very long time. Been doing something else. So Allison, I got to ask, um, especially being a parent, um, TikTok from, from a parent's perspective, I'm, I'm sure you've been on there in, in that world and seen it, but also from, uh, you know, your, your thoughtful commentary on it. What are your, what are your thoughts on TikTok? Hmm. I, I don't, I have a TikTok account, but nice. I don't actually put anything on TikTok. Yeah. I, 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 for actually for people my age, like peers yeah. for me, I feel like I'm embarrassing enough to my kids without having to put it on the internet. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. They changed, not me. I'm the same. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that uh, we've seen some really cool social movements come out of it and mm -hmm. kids doing incredible things. I think any way for youth to connect right now is, is wonderful. Yeah. I, I'm not one to teach for our children anyway, to teach them to be afraid of social. I, we talk yeah. about, I think the same things that can happen in social can happen off social, at least for our children. Yes. And so we try to teach them, you know, that, you know, never to send something that you wouldn't want your teacher and me to see never to do like, you know, all those kinds of things to treat people a certain way to, if there's a problem, they know that they can show us and, and we'll talk about it. So those kinds of basic rules, especially, um, for our youngest, who is the most into TikTok yeah. and, uh, and she loves it and she loves yes. the makeup stuff. I know that there are a lot of scary things on uh, social for kids. And, and I think for us, the biggest, most important thing is to talk to your kids mm -hmm. and not to talk to your kids, like about what you want to talk to your kids about. But like, for example, one of our kids is really into anime. She likes TikTok. She watches anime stuff. Yeah. She loves anime. And I mean, that's not something I ever knew that I, that I was ever into, but I've made yeah. an effort to like, we watch shows together. We talk about it. We're like, yeah. it's like, Scott's really great. We're talking to the kids about music and what they're into cool. and like, whatever it is from the time they were three and it was, you know, whatever to Rubik's cubes and Lego to every movie to stupid mm -hmm. spy kids, like just try. I, I think for me anyway, it's just been so that they know I understand TikTok so that they yeah. know that they can talk to me about what they're into and whether, and it, yeah. like, it's less scary for me as a parent knowing that, you know, I understand what, what 
they're doing. It is really hard right now because uh, our kids are all doing online school. And so there's certainly a much higher uptick in them looking at screens. And while I did, I used to be less concerned about it before when they didn't spend their entire school day also looking at a screen. So sometimes I worry about the, just the sedentariness of it. Um, But in terms of the content, I mean, they're, you know, I think our children need to be educated about surveillance and their information and their data and protecting themselves. And I, and I don't think that's unique to TikTok. I think there's some ageism a bit where you say like, oh, it's just TikTok, but like, but like mm. LinkedIn would never do that. Well, I oh. think like the worst things on LinkedIn yeah. and mm-hmm. the worst examples of treating people unkindly or and racism yes. and all these things happen yes. on those spaces. So to me, it's not, it's sometimes people say that about TikTok because it, it tends to be a younger demographic using it. And I don't like that. I think mm-hmm. the same dangers happen in all social media in terms of protecting themselves and their yeah. data and their privacy. Wow. Um, so we try to educate them around that. Like, what is so? Like, what does it mean when you're, you know, you have your phone in your pocket? What does that mean to privacy? What does that mean to money and and for your friends and your family and your community as well? So, yeah, I, I guess it's a bigger answer probably than you wanted. I think there's a lot of potential. Oh, anytime, oh it's great. Anytime youth can collect, I think it's has a lot of potential. Um, mm. And I, I think that adults should just talk to their kids and see what they're looking at and be involved with whatever they're interested in, even if you don't like it at first. Yeah. I totally forgot to mention TikTok is one of the best resources. Yep. I've gotten more entrepreneur links because of who I follow on TikTok yeah. and tools yeah. and shortcuts and stuff. Like I just, it's been such a great, it's been better than uh, Instagram ever was with it. Like people yeah. just get into these entrepreneur yeah. kind of TikTok world. It's surprising. It's yeah. a tool, right? It's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool. But you also, I think that that surveillance and the data piece is very important. And especially yeah. older kids need to yeah. understand that. Yeah. So, yeah. And in the context of understanding also where the surveillance and stuff is in, in your current apps and yeah. stuff where some people are yeah. like, well, you can't do that because of this. And I'm like, you're literally walking around with this, this, and this. Yeah. That is doing the same thing. And body image stuff and, and yeah. just yeah. all of these things. It's the like, world. You're opening the world up no matter what. And every time you yeah. do this, yeah. Wow. So where can people find you now? If they want to hear more, learn more, uh, hire you our, to speak. In our basement, you're not allowed to <laughs> yes. come. Please, yes, please come. We have very strict social distancing policy. Yeah, so we have a, a brand new site. Um, we redid it too. Like it really was really uh, purposeful for us to do, yeah. do the way we did it. It was less us up front, yeah. um, more the concept, but also yeah. saying this is what it is, is about. And if this resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, you don't have to be here. Yeah. Um, and if we, you know, it was unmarketing and now integrity, authenticity, community, those are our three yeah. pillars. And it was really revolving around that much more mm. purposeful um, type yeah. of way of doing things. So on marketing.com, the great place, sign up for the newsletter. It's always yes. free and always wonderful. Wonderful. Yes, it is wonderful. We've only put out one of the new ones so far. So that's all awesome. we thought it was wonderful. We're getting started. We're getting there. Yeah. That's all. Well, thank you for being on the show. It's, it's been a real treat and a, and a long time coming. So wait, wait a second. Where can listeners find you? <laughs> oh, they, they don't You're need to find me. To show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never plug your own thing. So no, 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 I'm, I'm, I am a, uh, yeah, I, I'm here. I'm the, I'm your host. So they, they, uh, Hi, uh host doesn't I, get I, any love, man. So what are you up to these days? No, I don't. <laughs> No, I learned so much. I get, I feel like I'm like this student, like this Padawan every episode. So I, uh, it is a treat. Oh, you're doing just fine. Yeah. Thank you. Just fine. <laughs> thank you. With, with the, with the star Wars statue behind us here, by the way, too. what is it's that? Like a, it's a Gamorrean oh, guard, man. 
Oh, I see. I see a, a Joker, but I didn't. Why isn't Han up? Let me see here. It's it's square footage. I'm totally gonna have to go upstairs. Oh, wow! Yes, that is incredible. Well, I think without further ado, we're gonna say thank you for that. Um, thank you. Thank you both, Allison. Thank you, Scott. It means a lot. And um, I'm excited for the day when the, your show is up and rocket again. And, and if it's on another server, I'm going to find it. So, Oh, don't worry. We did the shift properly this time. It's been <laughs> <Yeah>. confirmed, verified, <laughs> and my receding hairline is even more receded because of it. So, Awesome. Thanks everyone for joining us All on right. Marketing Jam. We'll see you next week on The Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.